Welcome back again to Torah Psych 101. I had another thought on Parshas Bracious that I wanted to share. Um, <clears throat> and that is something that always was uh, interesting to me, that there are some people in the world that love to ask questions that they already know the answers to. So we find this very uh, very often in Parshas Bracious, where Hashem asks questions that he already knows the answers to. For instance, he asks Adam, where are you? He asks Chava, what did you do? He asks Kayan, where's your brother? And I find myself asking my clients and sometimes my own children questions that I already know the answer to. So why do I do that? Why do people do that? And I believe the answer to this question is the power of admission to guilt. Maybe we're doing this subconsciously. Maybe we should be doing it more consciously. Of course, Hashem knew where everyone was and what they did wrong. But it's far more powerful for a person who commits a wrong to admit their wrongdoing than to have someone else point out their wrongdoing. So that's why he's asking, where are you? What did you do? He wants them to give the answer. So even when we hear the responses of Adam, Chava, and Cain, they attempt to, uh, to defend their position, and then they admit to their guilt. And this is an interesting way of uh, dealing with um, somebody who's accusing you of doing something. And this is a direct question from God. So think about how many excuses and defenses we come up with when we're confronted by our parents, by our spouses, by our children, about mistakes that we might have made. But I want to focus more on Chava's response. So when Hashem asks her what she's done, she responds, Hanocha shishiani vochel. The snake tricked me and I ate. So the Archaim reiterates the idea mentioned above that I just said before, that of course Hashem knew what he did. However, the purpose of asking Chava was to allow her to confess. And the Archaim states, that this will give her the healing for the spiritual illness that she was dealing with because of what she had committed as a sin. So let's say Chava's response would be the reverse. So if her response was the reverse, and I'll get to that in a second, I think her guilt would have been diminished, meaning if she would have said, I ate, but it's because the snake that made me eat. That wouldn't have been such a strong admission of guilt because people provide a reason and then conclude that even with all the rationale possible, they still made a, make, make a mistake. And that's, that's, um, that's what we should do. We, we should say or think about the rationale we have in our head, but the, at the end of the game, we say, yes, we made a mistake. And other Mauritian gives the same types of response by first shifting the blame to Chava and then ultimately taking responsibility and saying also Vo'ochel and I ate. So interestingly, only one of the trio of Adam, Chava, the snake, who was not asked uh, for a defense was the snake himself. The snake was just given a punishment without Hashem asking him, like, you know, what were you thinking, Nachash man? This is because the, the snake is not capable of guilt and admitting guilt. In fact, he never learned this lesson as the snake, which is representative of the Satan or the Yetzirah. He continues to try to trick us every single day. So the Shemesh Shmuel gives us a little more insight into the snake and his intentions. So the snake, you know, he's a twisty, twirly type of guy. He also has a twisty, twirly t sense of, uh, of logic. 
And that's not what the Shem Shmuel says, those are my words. But the snake is all about instant gratification and not logic at all. Consider this. It makes very little sense, if you think about it as you're reading through the Chava story, it makes very little sense that merely touching a tree and not getting punished will have the same exact effect as eating from the tree. As Hashem commanded the first couple not to do, don't eat from the tree. But the snake doesn't work with logic. He's a con artist who uses the Yetzirah to work its magic against us. So he says to Chava, you touched it, nothing happened. So why not just eat that delicious apple? So Chava fell for it, and by doing so, she taught us some life lessons. When things don't make sense, and worse, when you're under the influence of a drug or a person, it's not really a great time to make such major decisions. And I once heard this uh, from Rabbi Dr. Abraham Tversky, and he says the following, and forgive me if I don't have the same exact words that he said, but he said something along these lines. He says that there are three types of logic. There's the logic of a normal person. A normal person says, this is a shirt, the shirt is white, therefore it's a white shirt. Then you have the logic of someone who has schizophrenia. And a schizophrenic person might say, I'm a man, Socrates was a man, therefore I am Socrates. And finally you have the logic of an alcoholic. I'm a man, Socrates was a man, therefore give me another drink. Basically there's no logic at all. So Chava was under the influence, so to speak, of a cunning snake who didn't have to employ logic to convince Chava to do the wrong thing. All he needed to do was play on her uh, disinhibitions and bring the Yetzirah into the picture. But we, as thinking rational people, we need to be more deliberate at times when it comes to making big decisions that have these enormous consequences, as we see that the consequences still are... And today, you know, Chava, you know, has the, the labor pains that we still have um, in women. Men need to go to work and work harder than perhaps we would have had to had Adam not made the mistake. But when we do make mistakes, we have to admit to them. We have to admit that we did something wrong. Sometimes it's good to first rationalize, but in the end, admit what you did was wrong. And this is what the Torah is really trying to teach us. Have a wonderful Shabbos.